0: Listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number forty-nine. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the guy who had such a look of bliss on his face. I thought it was a caffeine orgasm, but apparently you were standing under the heating vent. Yep, it looked like a, you were holding your cup of coffee. I know, and your face was blissed out. and I was like, "Oh, a caffeine orgasm."
1: Co- <laughs> coffee and heat,
0: It's all two you need. best
1: things in the world. <laughs> right about now, yeah.
0: Yeah, for these five minutes in Florida where we have our heat turned <laughs> on. <laughs> a big thanks to our kinky patrons over at Patreon.com/slashKaleelords for making this episode possible. Uh, this week, we are sharing our tips and experience on how we balance being a parent and in a twenty-four-seven power exchange in response to the question we get a lot from people of, "Wait, you can still be kinky and like have your dynamic when you have kids?" Yes. Uh, As with all things that you do while you're a parent, it won't be easy. It won't be as easy as your uh, kid-free friends, but yes, you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash BDSM. All links are in the show notes. Uh, this is your final reminder because if I looked at a calendar correctly, <laughs> this episode goes live on February 15th, which is the last day of our membership drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. If you've been procrastinating or you've been waiting, this is it for this year. And we won't do this again till next year. So if you join uh, our kinky community over at patreon.com slash uh by today, February 15th, you'll get goodies in the mail in March based on whichever tier you choose. Today is also your last day to get two months free if you sign up for an annual membership. In exchange, you get access to extra content, a uh, Discord server, and just more of whatever the heck this is. Uh, so if you are interested uh, and you've been procrastinating, I totally get it, or you forgot, <laughs> I totally forget it, patreon.com slash Lords, Just go to patreon.com slash Okay, so um, we have done episodes on parenting and kink before um, where we talk about this in very long, rambly ways. We've mm-hmm. also talked about how we're trying to raise sex-positive, kink-aware kids. And when I say kink-aware, mm-hmm. I do not mean that we're sitting them down and talking to them about our kink. That would be, uh, no, not, not for us, <laughs> not even at their current ages, but... Um, but they are in age appropriate ways aware that there are many, many ways to have a relationship and to express uh, sexuality and sexual pleasure and get your needs Mm -hmm. met and That is part of what we've done. And what I will do in the show notes page is link to all the places where we have um, talked about this before the longer episodes. Um, If your podcast app is not showing you the full show notes page with links, go to lovingbdsm.net, click on podcast, find this episode, it's all there. Also, if you subscribe to our newsletter, I link to the show notes pages in the newsletters and you can get them that way. So if you needed a reason. (laughs) Um, So the things we're gonna talk about are either things that we currently do now, or we did in the past when the kids were younger to give perspective as of the time of recording. We have two kids. The youngest is 12, the oldest is 16. And I can already say, we may wanna revisit a longer discussion episode on this someday Mm -hmm. in the future, because life is already really different now that the oldest is driving, has a job, and is basically barely home. Right. And so there are already changes happening. Um, When you and I got into our um, power exchange, That was in 2013. Yes. They were eight and four. So while we did not do the newborn stage, mm-hmm. we didn't do the little toddler stage, we did do the extremely aware children stage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's the experience we're coming from. It will absolutely be different if you have infants and toddlers, um, but um, some of this will probably apply as, because guess what, kids get older and hopefully that some <laughs> of this will apply. So let's go through our list of the things we've done and the, the tips we, offer when other parents ask us how to have in our case a 24 7 dynamic but any power exchange while also raising children
1: okay we schedule our kinky fuckery
0: We don't schedule it enough right now, just to be very clear. And I think that's the way of of parenting in general, it's Mm -hmm. never enough. But once we realized, after we went from our long distance relationship to living together, and we have lived in places where the walls were thick, and we've lived in places where the walls were thin, (laughs) and especially in times when the walls were thin and these children were not sleeping as deeply as they once did, Mm -hmm. um, we would schedule our fuckery around when you still worked outside of the home and we you weren't self-employed like I am like we are now yeah. we would you might take a paid day off you might wait for right. a holiday you might mm-hmm. we might get a babysitter whatever we needed to do But we started doing things in the, and then once we were both self-employed, we started doing things in the day when the kids were gone. Mm -hmm. Were we getting full-on scenes and tons of kinky fuckery at the level that we would like to? No. No. (laughs) No. But having that scheduled thing, whether it was during the time when clubs that we were members of, BDSM clubs, had daytime Mm -hmm. events, that was great. We would drop the kids off at school go and, and to the go. club then go get brunch then come home mm-hmm. and usually we were done for the day. So if you are self-employed, you have a lot of freedom or, you know, you are working from home and can kind of be like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm here or whatever. I have a doctor's appointment this morning." Or if you've got paid time off and use a vacation day, mm-hmm. like that's how before I was even in a power exchange, and I just wanted, and before you and I met, when I wanted to get dick down as a single mom, I would absolutely use a paid day off and be like, I'm taking today off work. I would drop the kids off at daycare or school, and then I would go and get dick down. Okay? <laughs> like, you do what you gotta do. And in these situations, sometimes that means scheduling it around times when the kids are with babysitters or parents or at school and daycare and you can do it when i think i around. need
1: to talk to the boss and schedule some time off oh, oh wait i am the boss you are the boss <laughs> and, and i'm the co-boss and we are <laughs> shitty bosses
0: okay next yeah. tip
1: we learned how to be
0: quiet i am not i don't know if y'all can tell i'm not naturally a quiet person no. uh get me orgasmically happy or just oh. impact play happy and the house will
1: be shaken i'm a
0: screamer which yeah. is another good reason to schedule it for when they're gone but we did learn how to be quiet. We learned how to be quiet in both the noises that I make, mm-hmm. which you love doing—that both sadistic and domly challenge of, don't make a sound, don't mm-hmm. make a sound, like God damn it. But also, we started playing in ways that were quieter. So yeah. paddles can and and floggers and whips and crops—they can make sharp, oh cracky sounds. Yes, um, certain things that just means you don't play with when kids aren't there and mm-hmm. in other ways like the flog. our flogger you've learned techniques that are softer gentler yes so i might not get maybe as much pain and impact as i'm craving but i'll get something but you'll
1: get something out of it right um
0: and wax play is quiet because yep. you're just dripping wax by the way mm-hmm. um electro play can be quiet depending on what product you're using the tens True. unit or things that are similar to tens units mm-hmm. can be very quiet as long as you yeah. don't crank it up your violet wand can get loud. Can can get yeah. So you maybe avoid stuff mm-hmm. like that. But there and then an Impact Play, we started playing with punching. Yes. Because that was a softer sounding impact mm-hmm. of skin on skin than uh yep. bare hand Correct. might be.
1: And and gags are a wonderful thing. And
0: gags are a wonderful thing. Gags
1: are marvelous. They they, they they muffle sound. Um you know have some music playing in the background.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have heard of people, um, not just people with kids, people like with just roommates or they live Mm -hmm. at home or whatever. They have gone on like Amazon or they've gone to like the record store, not the record store, the music store and the record store. Lord, I'm old. Um, And (laughs) they've gotten soundproofing yes for their walls we considered that while we rented for a year and then we decided not while we're just here for a year right when we knew there were times the kids could be out of the house so we had that freedom and luxury Mm -hmm. but yeah sometimes you you soundproof your damn room call it decoration yep Okay. okay next
1: so we embrace the idea of subtle power exchange and
0: this is actually a tip we give to all kinds of people, not mm-hmm. just parents, because we were like, well, I wanna feel my dynamic, but I gotta go, you know, visit my mom, or I, right. we're out in public, we're at a work event. This is the same with kids. We do things for each other that are part of our power exchange, that we have negotiated, they're like purposefully, intentionally, part of our power exchange, but mm-hmm. don't look like anything. And we talk about these things all the time. We do. The fact that I make your coffee is a service I provide. Yeah. The kids just think you like my coffee better than yours, right? <laughs> or that I'm a nice lady. Now, they're actually getting older and are a little bit more aware of stuff. So they, the oldest especially might be getting it. But mm-hmm. we don't talk about it. And we've done this for years. Um, I will serve your plate first. You have a thing where you open my car door for me, right? Right.
1: When we are out together, you are not allowed to touch door handles.
0: Here's what's hilarious about that. You do it. And I mean, we get comments from strangers, usually older strangers. Like how chivalrous, how polite. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm very spoiled and I am, (laughs) but you can kind of play that off. Right. The youngest who has known you since he was. Four. Right. Very formative age. Mm -hmm. Has watched you do this for me this whole time. And now he actually runs to get my door for me. He does. He does. And he, part of it is he thinks it's a game that he's beating you. Mm-hmm. He's beating Mr. John. I got the door. Also, he thinks that's just what you do for mom. And, and you know, mm-hmm. he, quite frankly, I'm here for it. I'm hoping one of the two of them will put me in the good home when I'm 100 years there old. There you go. Uh, so, but it's things like that that... Don't mean anything to an onlooker other than, oh, you must be really nice or, oh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, that have meaning for you. And when you have kids who are going to ask nosy questions until they get to the age where they desperately don't want to know what you're doing, you're too embarrassing as a parent. We're at those stages right now. <laughs> um, you can do stuff that doesn't look like anything. And that t- carries you through every other facet of your life. You can do that anywhere right. once you find the things that are meaningful to you. And you don't have to be a service submissive for these things to play out. There's a lot of stuff that will happen behind closed doors if you're a sexual submissive. There are some things that are just about, it makes your Dom happy and you're willing to do it and you're not a service submissive. Maybe you really do make a better cup of coffee. Maybe you're the first one up to do certain things, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But start looking at your day-to-day activities that one person can do for the other and is willing to and see if you can put a power exchange twist on it to give you the feeling and the mindset, especially when you're in the middle of like children screaming (laughs) 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 or asking nosy questions. So, yep.
1: Okay. We limit the use of titles.
0: So not everybody does this, and I think it's fine. Uh, I've often said that if you were the kid's biological father, and Mm. they had grown up with me calling you daddy so they learned that you were their daddy, we would have it so easy. Like, for people who have kids together and use labels like mommy or daddy... Like if that like if that fits and that works, oh you've got it. Um, I do know some couples who use titles, and when their kids ask, they're very matter of fact. This is what I like to call your father. This is what I like to call your mom. Mm-hmm. This is what I like. Like whatever it is, um, because the kids have a biological father that they called daddy when they were teeny tiny. It feels weird if I call you daddy in front of them. Mm-hmm. But they don't call, we're Southern now, they don't call him John, even though I think the oldest would like to. He's ready to push some boundaries. But they've always called you Mr. John. Right. Because that's sort of how we raise them down here is name and then a Mr. or a Miss or whatever they, you know, thing. I can't remember the what that's called in front. So, I have been able to turn Mr. John into a kind of title because if I'm referencing Mm -hmm. you or talking to you in front of the boys, I can do that. I know some people who create like titles just for in front of other people that don't Mm -hmm. sound like much. Uh, We had friends um, ages ago where in the Dom's daily life, he was like a coach. Like, I don't know if it was like a sports team, like after school or if like he was a PE coach or whatever. He was a coach. And they had their, like, private titles, but in front of everybody, including their kids, he was coach. Yeah. And it was a title because it had meaning for them. Mm -hmm. So we personally don't use titles, but I don't have a problem. I don't think it's a problem if people choose to. I really think that if you're matter-of-fact with kids and go, this is just a name I like to call your your mom, your dad, your whoever, kids will roll with it most Mm -hmm. of the time.
1: Yep. We answer questions simply.
0: And age appropriately. So invariably, they're going to hear something. They're going to, you're (laughs) going to accidentally (laughs) slip up. They're going to get curious about like why you do stuff. So the example I like to use is the coffee. Like, why do I always make your coffee for you? Now they accept it, it's no big deal. It's part of their daily experience. But there was a time when somebody one of them asked, and all I said was, because it makes me happy to do it for him. That's true, I don't have to go into, well, let me explain to you what a submissive is and what it means to consensually give up control. I have to do all that because it makes me happy, because I like it, because he asked me to. Like Those are perfectly acceptable answers and Mm -hmm. those work for not just your kids, y'all, they work for anybody who gets nosy. (laughs) Just keep it simple, because I want to, because I was asked to. Because I'm good at it. Hell, because I'm good at it. (laughs) I think that might be how we got it in the kid's head that I make coffee because I make it better than you. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Which is not true at all.
1: (laughs) Okay. And the one thing we keep reminding ourselves of, eventually they will grow up.
0: So here's the thing. If you have newborns and toddlers and you are at the early days of like being a fairly new parent, maybe you've got two kids or multiples that are close in age, but they're still super young and there's diapers in your life and there's me do it in your life. I just I just need you to know there's light at the end of the tunnel. They do not stay little forever. Mm-hmm. They do not stay little forever. And I mean, like we said, we skipped the infant and toddler stage with a power dynamic. I cannot speak to that. I'm not going to try. I think there, yeah. I think a lot of this stuff will fit. I also think you can do a little bit more. You can do anything in front of infants. They really don't notice. Mm-hmm. Toddlers, it's iffy because they will repeat anything they fucking hear. Yes. Um, but if you are going through that stage right now of they're always on me or like, maybe you're breastfeeding. You're like, I always have a kid on my boob. Okay, (laughs) they don't do that forever. (laughs) Are there situations where your parenting role, caregiving role lasts well beyond childhood years because of a disability or a chronic issue? Of course there are, Um, but in general, you're raising most kids to grow up and hopefully move on with their life and become adults. I can say from our experience, when we started out at four and eight, Mm -hmm. and then now we're at 12 and 16, (laughs) it's radically different. First of all, they're less likely to ask nosy questions because they desperately don't wanna know if they thought they saw or heard what they thought they saw or heard. Mm -hmm. Um, The oldest is busy, busy, busy and gone most of the time. We actually kinda can't keep up with when is he gonna be home and when is he not. The youngest is starting to get more active and involved, but other people with 12 year olds don't have indoor cats like we do, and they might be off at sleepovers and group stuff that Mm. another parent is chaperoning and they might be gone out of the house a little bit more than they once more, and might need less supervision than they once did. We are absolutely at the stage where um, we will leave the 12 year old at home alone for a couple hours. We won't do it for too terribly long. He is still only 12, Mm -hmm. but by the time the oldest is about 17, depending on how his maturity <laughs> maintains, we might be willing to leave him home in charge with his brother, like, till right. 2 a.m. overnight, something like that. We haven't decided yet. We're, we're still working on it. We don't know our own comfort level yet. But that is the thing. They grow up. They grow up. And whatever mm-hmm. stage you're in, you do not have to stay in. And it does get easier. Uh, it gets different. Yeah, I have had... More conversations with the oldest about specific kinks recently, not necessarily my own kink, but he'll throw out an offhand comment about something he clearly saw on TikTok or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, 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 that's not how that one works. And I will, he's at a stage now and an age now, I will correct him. No, 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 this is how that works. I had, I explained, ended up explaining Daddy Dom Little Girl to him oh. recently. He was like, Yeah, I know about DDLG. Oh, do you? Do you? And then he said something, I can't remember what he said. And it was completely off base. And I went, okay, sit down, we gonna talk about this. He's like, mom, I don't want to think about this. I know you and Mr. John do freaky shit. I don't want (laughs) to think about it. And I'm like, boy, I'm not telling you about me and Mr. John, I'm gonna tell you what this is. So you get it right and you stop saying ignorant shit like that. But he's at that age, we can do that so it does change things, do, and and they that stuff grow. is
1: more available for them to see out there too. oh god yeah, yeah. he's
0: had a phone for ages he's got an internet connection right. i i have to be willing to have these conversations is how i look at it or he's going to walk around just as ignorant as 40 year olds who curl their nose up at ddlg yeah. and caregiver little so mm-hmm. i'm trying to stop that in its tracks at an early age yeah
1: i mean we we've seen numerous people young people come into the lifestyle at 18 um you know they they come into the the physical community at legal age but they've been seeing this stuff and reading about it and they
0: might have been watching more kink porn than most adults in their life you know just because they have access to it and Mm -hmm. it's there so yeah Yeah. um i'm going to run down some very specific things we did they won't apply to everybody but if they do work for you feel free to use them um For a long time, our office and our desks and our computers were like in a common area. They were in the living room. Mm -hmm. We set things up so that the screens were to walls and or we use screen protectors. Right. So if a kid walked up out of nowhere, they couldn't necessarily see anything. Correct. They're of an age now. I don't hide that as much. Because usually, one, the youngest just doesn't want to look. He knows he's going to see something he don't like. The oldest, I use it as a way to start talking about these things. So I've also had sex toy conversations mm-hmm. <laughs> with the oldest. Um, we, part partly because of business, because we get sent a lot of gear, we do use a P.O. box. right? Um, if you are a kinky person who is starting to dabble into... I'm gonna do stuff with my community, I'm gonna educate, I'm gonna host, I'm gonna whatever. Um, It might be worth considering getting one, depending on your area and the size of the box. Our very first PO box cost us $50 a year. Yeah, It's more now, but that's what it cost us. It was the teensy teensy Mm tiny one and I didn't, we just needed to get packages there. Anything for us, like podcast recording as well, but anything that was going to be a conversation we were talking about these things um, happened after they went to bed while they were deep sleepers. Right. These days we have the freedom to do it while they're away at school, obviously. Correct. But we work from home and we're self-employed and not everybody has that situation. But yeah, those important things was complete opposite side of the house after they'd gone to bed and I was sure they were asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, we referred to what we did as four grownups, four adults only. Um, we didn't really say sex. We didn't say kink. We just said, this is for grownups. We're fortunate that our kids are self-absorbed enough. that They're like, I don't really care. I'm gonna go off and do my own thing. Um, we didn't make it this super taboo secret like you can never know because then they would have been desperate to mm-hmm. know. But we were really matter of fact, This is for this isn't for kids. And then as they got older, I started talking to them a little bit more about it and using proper terms and anatomical mm-hmm. um, words, and you know, not not the porny kind of fun stuff you see like online that is not educational. And then they got bored with it. They were like, "Oh God, every time I ask a question, she's going to turn it into a sex ed lesson." So they've stopped asking questions. <laughs> I want to give them sex ed lessons, but also I'm just saying bore them with it they won't ask um and sometimes we do ask them to leave a room yeah if we're doing something or talking about something or there's just something that is we don't feel is appropriate for them based on who they are Mm -hmm. and our comfort level as parents we will just say you know it's it's setting a boundary hey we're we're doing a grown-up thing right now can you leave the room i'll I'll, we'll come get you when we're done or we'll call you when we're done and they respect that so i have found that one you have to know your kid's personality and temperament so the things that work for us y'all we got two indoor cats for kids okay they (laughs) would much rather be in their room left to their own devices um but if they hear something weird they're gonna ask if they see something weird they're gonna ask um as we talked about in the past episodes where we went into detail on this we are purposely raising them to be sex positive kink friendly slash kink aware kids Mm -hmm. in age appropriate ways but that's a conscious decision we're making and again we're basing it how we handle things on who they are as kids. So I can't give you stock answers of say this thing, have this conversation, you know, your kids, but also don't be afraid of this. Right. Because quite frankly, if you can have some of these open age appropriate conversations with them now, and they can learn that you're a person who will listen to them and will tell them like it is and will explain things to them and answer their questions my experience has been in general, they will learn that you are somebody that they can come talk to about other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, the, the door opened for the oldest when he was in fifth grade. So he's about 10 um, cause he, because of his birthday, he's always the youngest in his class. So he was about 10 in fifth grade and he wanted to know what the P word was and was terrified to say it. And I ran through my entire Rolodex of sex terms of which P <laughs> word he might mean. And it ended up being porn because somebody at school pulled up porn and got yeah. in trouble, and he was like, well, "I know what I saw, but what is this?" And that is what started it for us. Mm-hmm. And he was, that was not the age I wanted to be having those conversations. No, but it set us on this path. Yep. So, that's my soapbox. I, all this one's a longer one. I always get on a soapbox with this one. <laughs> I will link to all the places. If you are in this situation, you're like, oh my God, what do I do? We'll just tell you what we do. There you go. And we have had these conversations before. Mm-hmm. So that is it for us this week. We will be back with you again soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.